Enter now the age of apocalypse, Shiga, with your hosts, Dayspring and Scott Free. The name's Cable. Remember it. And the only people who can stop apocalypse are the mutants known as Dayspring, Scott Free, and Michelle. This is Captain America, and we need to defeat apocalypse. I'm particularly grateful for this Zoom because it's Thanksgiving. Exactly. Yeah. So Thanksgiving, everybody who's you know tuned in here and watching, we're uh, we're really pleased to be able to share it together this year, right? Yeah. No, I'm I'm gonna take her to my LA Thanksgiving this year, and we're just gonna have like the best food and the best time, and so I'm grateful to spend it with you as well. Yeah. Okay, pero familia, for those of you who are tuning in right now, Lenore Zan is staying with Kyle Thomas <laughs> in LA. I haven't got and- the ring yet, though, right? honey. I'm trying, you know. Well, you know. I like the dog. I, the, dog the dog loves you. you know. Wait, Leo loves, of course, Leo loves Lenore. I mean, he's he's more obsessed with her than with me. I mean, literally, like, every morning when I, like, take him out of his crate in the morning... He runs to her and I'm like, wow, you just like forget me. But you know what? It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. I'm a dog lover. What can I say? And my little dog just died not that long ago. So I'm getting some puppy love, which I really, really needed. Oh, I love that so much. You know, and it's my birthday, of course, right? Yes. Sagittarius on the cusp. So what better way to spend it than with Kyle? So I knew you were on the cusp (laughs) because for San Diego Comic-Con, we did, Kyle and I did a collaboration for the New York Post, and we specifically mentioned you in that piece, and I knew you were on the cusp. Happy birthday, though, officially. Thank you. Thank you. It's interesting because I was born in Australia, Mm -hmm. and so my Australian family started messaging me on November the 21st. Because it was already November 22nd in Australia. Yeah. And so they reminded me that that November 21st was actually my birthday because it was November 22nd there. So I got to have two days of birthday because November 22nd <laughs> is my birthday. So I love that. Yeah. Wait, so We've we had were texting yesterday, but what were you guys, what did you guys end up doing to celebrate your birthday? I feel like you just got to tell them like everything. Um, I mean, we went, well, first of all, I flew in for the Elton John concert. So fun. (gasps) Wait, let me see the shirt. So fun. It was great. Ever. So wonderful. Uh, That was my birthday present to myself. Uh, And I invited Kyle if he wanted to come with me. So we saw Elton John's final concert uh on tour in north america and it was so inspiring it was just you know three hours long he's 75 years old and he was a tour de force so as a performer kudos to him i just felt enthralled the entire time and every song like meant something because it it reminded me of a different part of my life as as 
it did with all the audience, right? His performance was so good. I've been on the road with auctions and Jeff has been traveling, but his show was the Elton John show. So we met in Nashville to see it a couple of weeks ago. Really? It, he has that. he has a certain je ne sais quoi on stage, you know, well, like he's a showman, right? He, yeah. he's like, yeah, give it to me. That's not enough. I want more. Come on, come on. Like he is the ultimate showman. And he's an Aries. Is he? Okay. Oh, and I didn't know he was an Aries. Yeah, he's an Aries. I, so I mean, what does that mean? I love how you know this off the top of your head, by the well, way. Well, I just did his chart for the New York Post a couple of weeks ago and I mean, I, the thing is, it's like, I mean, I would love to to work with him personally, but, you know, I, when I'm doing, you know, a celebrity's chart, whether it's in person or for a media publication, I want to talk about the things that make them special and unique mm -hmm. and the positive aspects as well. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I have his info right here. I mean, yeah, he's he's a Sagittarius rising. He's an Aries sun and a Taurus moon. And so for any of those people out there that don't know what that means, that's okay. You don't have to. That's my <laughs> job. Um, but I mean, the vast majority of his chart is very fiery. And that's the way that it, it radiates. Oh, yeah, you can feel sure. that element yeah. really prominent within him. And, you know, so. I know. And and the other thing is, you know, he's done so much good for raising money over yeah. the years for AIDS and for HIV, you know, for, for everybody, for research and also for people who are, are sick. And my my heart just goes out, and my heart my hat goes off to him. And he married a Canadian, right? <laughs> he married a Canadian, so he brought his hub hubby and their two young boys out on stage for the final show. And he said, "This is why he's not going to be touring in North America anymore. That's why he wants to spend more time with the family." And he gave his husband a kiss, and it just it melted the audience. We were all just so happy to see yeah. that, you know, after all the shall I say bullshit that's been going on. <laughs> bullshit is an understatement. Right? Yeah. Right. So I was like, yeah, right on. And we just like, we all applauded. It was so nice. And, and for folks at home, when Lenore and I were sort of brainstorming what to call her San Diego appearance, she really wanted to emphasize the quote from the cure in the X-Men animated series, which is there ain't no cure for who you are. And specifically, you wanted to mention that because of the LGBTQIA plus audience that flocks to X-Men. Exactly. Exactly. And also just diversity of all kinds, right? Absolutely. I mean, we're all we all we're all brethren and sistern here. So I just I'm thrilled to be here and I'm thrilled to spend my birthday and American Thanksgiving. That's Here. right. Canadian having an American Thanksgiving. It's going to be wild. Like, I mean, I'm I've a foodie. Never it's going to be LA so much fun. Yeah. Wait, yeah. you've never done Thanksgiving in LA before? No, I've done it in New York. Oh, look, see, yeah. there's the dog. <gasps> there's Leo. On my, on my he's chair. like, yeah, he's like, he will not leave her alone. Here I haven't you. met my nephew yet. He's my favorite. Kyle, are you splitting? Is he splitting time between you and your brother? So or is he just predominantly now in LA queen. Well, it depends on when I'm going to be filming some television projects. So yeah. if I have to do that for like a couple months, it's probably going to be easier for him to be with my brother unless Lenore is here and taking care of him. <laughs> Guys, um, I am obsessed with your friendship, by the way, the chemistry too, you so both fun. have, like, Someone needs to call up Andy Cohen and get someone to follow you guys around because right. this is like next level. Well, you know what happened after we were at the Elton John concert? 
Right, you tell him. Kyle posted something on. Oh wait, yeah, I, on Instagram. Elton John put us on his story on Instagram. <laughs> right. I, I was like, all right, you know. Right. And then, um, and then yesterday I went down to Hollywood Boulevard for with the dog with with my little sweetheart here for a coffee at oh. Starbucks. And the, my cell phone rang, and it was the Prime Minister of Canada's office asking if I could take a, a phone call from the Prime Minister. And I'm like, absolutely. And it was Prime Minister Justin Trudeau calling to wish me a happy birthday. Stop it. I love that so much. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> happy birthday to you. Yes. I couldn't believe it. I I am gagging for you. He, he I mean, listen, that <laughs> what a way John to celebrate. Prime Minister of Canada. I'm I mean and, and, and Leo. And Leo. And Leo. He was obsessed. And I yeah. love him. Did you I'm guys like, back to Canada with me? No, oh, he was loud. He's like <laughs> Wait, so did you guys go out and get a drink after? Or did you? No, we were, we were going to, but oh my god, it was this it was this wild Uber, Uber experience. I hate Ubers in LA. Wild. By the way, sidebar: it's so e- I just moved down to Miami. It's so easy to get an Uber here, but LA, I waited like forty minutes once just for an Uber to go. I'm forgetting where, but we yeah. we didn't have enough cash. They wanted cash. So what? They took us in the, in the car. They, they want some of them wanted three hundred dollars just yeah. to get from from uh, the, the what, what's it called again? The, well, we were downtown Dodger Stadium. Yeah, we were downtown to Hollywood. So we were like, no way. And then finally, we got a nice guy who said, "Yeah, jump in," but he wanted cash, and we had to stop at all four different oh banks God. or you know, like uh, places, ATMs to try and get cash and we couldn't get any. So finally he was like, oh, well, I'm just going to take you. Yeah. I'm just gonna take why does you. he, why did he want cash? I'm not understanding They're this. They're all making extra money that time. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. And then this weekend we're having a Christmas cookie, like cookie painting party. It's going to be so Yes. Fun. And we also went out for dinner last night with some very dear yeah. friends of mine, old friends from LA here. And we went to the Yamashiro Yamashiro Japanese restaurant up on the hill, looking out over the city. It was gorgeous. Oh, I think I've been to that restaurant. It's all the it's way at the top lovely. by um, the Chateau By the Magic Marmont. Castle. Oh, the Magic Castle. I'm sorry. I was saying yeah, Chateau Up above Marmont. the yeah. Magic Castle. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a gorgeous spot. It was so I beautiful. love and that. I had been there many times when I was younger, when I was yeah. my young, wild, crazy self drinking uh, sake and... <laughs> And now I'm, you know, I've been drinking Perrier and stuff for 26 years. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't quite the same experience, but you know what? I prefer it this way. I'm obsessed. I mean, I seriously mean it. I want to follow you guys around on all of these misadventures. The I mean, thought you of you guys, come with us. Yeah, the, I, I should have. I L.A. I oh was supposed God. to be in L.A., but unfortunately, I got booked for gigs back in New York. But I'm obsessed with both of you after an Elton John concert in an Uber, not having enough cash, stopping at Running ATM around after Los ATM. Angeles. <laughs> From one thing after another. And every gas station, they were like, no cash back. How are you taking ATM? Lenore Zan to a gas station? <laughs> no, because we needed cash. We needed an ATM. I know, but still. 
Jeez. It was crazy. It was wild. It was otherwise we couldn't even get one. Yeah. Like they wouldn't stop. They wouldn't lose it. Yeah. They were like, that's horrifying. That would oh, be yeah. my biggest nightmare. But you know what? You just have faith that everything's going to work out and you don't freak out. Yeah. That's my yeah. attitude. And we have you fun. So. Yeah. Well, you guys are two really big souls and coming together, I would imagine like just good things happen. There's a lot of like wonderful things that gravitate towards you guys. Thank you. I yeah. Agree. Yeah. Agree. And actually, even like after my birthday, the day after it was announced that I'm doing the LA Comic Con. Yeah. Uh, they announced that. Tell so us I'm- about yeah. LA Comic Con. I'm so yeah. sad to miss it. I know. I mean, I've been there once before, yeah. but this this time, now that everybody knows the show is coming back, there's just so much more excitement about it. Yeah. So it's it's actually the 30th anniversary of our first show yeah. this year. Yeah. And so uh, I'm going to be doing a panel there about Rogue, a Rogue's Tale and yeah. her backstory and all that. And Larry Houston, who was our original director and art director and the first black storyboard director in Hollywood. Um, He'll be there with me. And so will Eric and Julia Leewald, who are the two writers of the show. But it's December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. I love that. LA Convention Center. So I love that. That's basically our panel at San Diego. True. That's (laughs) Just in LA. We're just missing one person. Yeah. So, and I think it would be nice to maybe have a party afterwards. Like that night, I was thinking maybe I, we could invite the fans or whoever wants to meet me to like the the bar at the hotel I'm yeah. going to be staying at. Well, so I'm actually organizing like a big group of gays and anybody else that wants to join <laughs> me from Los Angeles to go on the Saturday of Comic Con. Oh my god! And so we're it's downtown, so and we're gonna meet me. yeah, they're all gonna come yeah. down and and like yeah. every like. Everybody's fangirling over her constantly. Of course. Um, I, just as a funny thing. So I matched oh, with a guy yeah. on Tinder and he was stalking my stuff. Mm-hmm. And he and we were talking about it. And he was like, oh, my God, you're like friends with Lenore, <laughs> like rogue. And I was like, yeah, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, she's staying with me. I, I was like, she's literally in the other room, you know. Um, and he was super sexy, but he doesn't live here. So I'm like, God, whatever, you know. So, I'm like a anyways. I'm like a, I'm like a chick magnet, but for guys. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. So <laughs> Lenore, you're gonna be at LA Comic Con. It's gonna be yes. the weekend of the second and the third. Folks, the if fourth. you're gonna be and the yeah. fourth, folks, hit up Lenore, go to the panels. Kyle is organizing a big old gay party, which that's it. It's gonna sell out. I mean, you're it, there's going to be a line around the block. All you have to say is go Lenore Rogue. Santa is going to be there. It's yeah, be go, another Rogue. go Rogue party. Yes. Well, I, think, I think what we should yeah. do is we should probably pick a place early mm. for like a happy hour, kind of like what we did in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the gays can just bounce to the bars if they want mm-hmm. to, you know. Because oh my God, but they're going to sweep up Lenore and be like, I know. Let's go to <laughs> I know. I told her, I was like, wait, was can like, you? You don't have to go to the bars if you don't want to. And she was like, let's. I don't drink, but I'll go and party. Can you just <laughs> imagine like a black Escalade rolling up to the Abbey and Lenore Zan coming out with a bunch of gays with her? Darling, why not? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my God, that's going to be so much fun. You should hit up Cena, Grace, and Dax exclamation point if they're going to be there. They will go crazy awesome. for Lenore. They'll you go absolutely insane. Bowen, or do you know them? I don't know them. I don't think so. You, you know, send- Dax. Dax was on RuPaul's, and you've seen oh. her. She's done a lot of the storm. And Cena Grace is one oh, of the. Oh, okay. I've seen some of that stuff. Yeah. 
Dina right. Grace, who's a great friend of the podcast, he wrote uh, Iceman, the Iceman series, okay. and is very beloved amongst fans. He'll probably be out there in L.A. So you guys are going to have so much fun. Yeah. 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 Well, and I mean, basically, I mean, we'll announce something and figure it out. And then if you can just repost it, that'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, am I going to repost it? I think I'm going to repost it. I yeah. think I am a diehard stan of both of and- you guys. And, you know, my darling, um, people can follow us on Instagram, right? So yeah. I'm at Lenore Zan, mm-hmm. L-E-N-O-R-E-Z-A-N-N. And you're at? Mr. Kyle Thomas. It's M-R-K-Y-L-E-T-H-O-M-A-S. Right. So we'll be announcing it on Instagram and Twitter, mm-hmm. probably, too, as to, like, where we're going to be partying Saturday night, December the 4th. It's and, Thursday. It's so, oh yeah, second. That's right. The third. I like December third. That's a really great December date 3rd. to be partying. So yeah. So anybody who wants to be fans and hang out with us, come it'll on be, down. It'll be awesome. Well, speaking of people who are X Men fans, and with the holidays coming up, I wanted to ask you guys, and this was a question I wanted to pose: Why you think the X Men are so important? And why we're so thankful to have characters like them in our lives and why they resonate with fans. I know, Lenore, you were at a recent con and you got a really heartfelt story from a fan who was talking about how the X-Men and Rogue saved their life. Yeah, I mean, we hear we hear a lot of those stories from people who had tough childhoods or were bullied in school. They felt different somehow. Perhaps they hadn't accepted themselves themselves yet. And our stories made them feel like they could belong to this gang of people, this crazy gang of misfits, these, <laughs> you know, these mutants. But but also, um, I, I also have gotten a lot of fan mail, to be honest, from from soldiers who are far away from home, who are watching the, the X-Men and who feel like they're all by themselves and they're they're probably scared a little bit too and they want to connect with somebody and for some reason they really love rogue and so i've gotten a lot of uh, letters from from soldiers that are away from homes and it, it's been really touching but but the other thing is that um you know the cure as we mentioned earlier that particular episode resonates with people when they realize that Rogue, who's the strongest woman in the universe, but yet she can't be intimate with anybody, so she can never really allow herself to fall in love, um, much as Gambit would try. Um, she she wants to be normal at one point. In time. She feels like, I'm not normal, I want to be like everybody else. But then she realizes, no, it's her difference that makes her unique and that she can actually help mankind and mutant kind the way that she is. And she chooses to stay with her special powers. And that's when she says, you know, there ain't no cure for who you are. And I love that because I feel like, well, why should we have to change who we are to fit in with people, with other people? That is such a beautiful response. Kyle, I mean, you're a huge X fan as well. Why do you think, and you're so tapped into a larger sense of self, why do you think people resonate with with, with the X-Men? Well, I mean, I think that everything that Lenore is talking about is so profound and, and 
entirely accurate. I mean, I remember growing up, I was like, wow, this is so, you know, fascinating in this world. But I, I was giving some thought to this as I was taking a shower. And I, I was thinking that like, the thing that I love the most about particularly the X-Men is that it's modern myth. Mm, and yeah. I'm a storyteller. And even though like, if like, if for anyone that reads my horoscopes, and I had a filmmaking career before this, and I had, you know, I was writing novels when I was 14, that were actually sort of based on the ideology of mm. the X-Men. And so, you know, I think what is so beautiful and impactful about it is that even though it's this vast fantasy sci-fi soap opera, it's really boiling down important emotions for humanity. And I think that that's what's really fascinating to me because you, you can look at the complexity of their relationships and you can find pieces of them that also relate to you. And, you know, you may not relate to everybody or every character, but, you know, one thing I was thinking about earlier too is, you know, obviously the, you know, intimacy with, with Rogue and that's just such a potent and powerful story for people that haven't found people that have, treated them right or that they can trust again or they've had places in their lives where traumas you know alienated them from other people and i can relate to that and and so that's why you know it, it, like growing up you know i was always like you know I, I i didn't know how to connect with people in a way that was safe you know in that regard and i had a beautiful upbringing so it's nothing to do with my family or anything of that nature but you know and and i was also thinking about like colossus you know i think that like one, the complexity of Colossus is that he's so brute strong and, you know, this it, Adonis, you know, sort of male figure, but he's actually a painter and artist at heart. And so yeah. like, that's really interesting to me as not only an audience <laughs> member, but also as a storyteller. And yeah. I feel like those kinds of things, you know, are, we're, 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 homaging myths from you know ancient times yeah. and you know yeah. like the dark phoenix saga you know i think yeah. you know those stories are so okay. Okay. <laughs> leo's being passed around but right. kyle to to kind of piggyback and jump in what you're talking about i wrote a thesis paper when i was in grad school about comic books being modern myths totally how we yeah. are how we are mining those stories mm -hmm. of greek mythology and they're being repurposed for today you have exactly. love you yes. have pettiness you have drama you have oedipus complexes yeah. all around the x-men universe but i think that's why it captures so many people's like curiosity and captivates them because it's emblematic of humanity. I mean, that's what yeah. it comes down to. And yeah. I think the X-Men are best. It's almost like it's wired into our DNA, right? Yeah. Because all cultures mm -hmm. have these myths mm -hmm. and these myths are very connected and similar. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I think the whole superhero like the x-men particular and the the mcu resonates with people and because they're universal stories yeah. like you said exactly before. you know yeah. it's like the, it's even thinking about like the grandiosity of the canon of x-men mm -hmm. it's an odyssey it's yeah. like it's it's a, it's it's a vast saga you know right. and you can break them down into you know, the arcs and the archetypes of the characters and, yeah. and you know, the individual, you know, the yes. Dark Phoenix saga or things like Clash that. Clash of the Titans. Exactly, I you mean. know. So mm -hmm. that's why I think, you know, that is just for me as 
an individual. Yeah. I I really resonate and love and appreciate that because if it wasn't here, I mean, I don't know. I certainly wouldn't be the artist that I am. Well, it's interesting to being here in Kyle's place because he's got he's got like all these children. He had comic books everywhere, you know, X-Men. He's got he's got Spider-Man down there. <laughs> Over there, I love you that know. Lenore is in your apartment calling you Straight out off, on your decor. Everything, <laughs> yes, it it's great, you know. And actually, my house now has all these things in it too because people give them to me. Yeah, yeah, you know they they send them to me from all over the place, Australia. You know, I've had some really lovely care packages. You know, when I really needed them. From from fans even as far as Australia and they send me this stuff and it it's it's beautiful yeah well Lenore there's no doubt the imprint you have put on the X Men mythos is legendary I mean as you know as we've all discussed with you when we read the comic books we hear you that that is who Rogue <laughs> is there is no compromise on that Thank and you. that's why you I keep enduring that. and keep sugar. <laughs> I'll never get over it. Like, I know. I still blush and get all giddy every time. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I wore my X-Men earrings in your honor tonight. Oh, thank you. I know. I was so impromptu. And it, by the way, even up to like 30 minutes ago, you were writing. Kyle had to shower. I was out at a bar. So I'm oh, glad we were able <laughs> I was swimming on the in the pool at the top on the rooftop. Oh, I love that. Yes. I haven't stayed with Kyle yet. There. I'm so jealous. I my place is really, really fabulous in Los Angeles. And I'm really grateful that I've been able to be here. And I currently live alone. And I mean, I don't know how much longer I'm gonna stay here. I may get a house or something, but yeah, Paul, you're always welcome. We're gonna crash. We're gonna <laughs> I get a house because now I have like a whole setup for someone to actually stay. And like <laughs> super snuggly, like yes, yes. like yes, right. He really like, did. He really it's went like, to town. I did. I tried. I know you like, sent me photos. It does look really snuggly. Like <laughs> the the setup. I was like gagging there. Great. Okay. Yeah. Wait, Kyle. What can you tell us about now that we're in Sagittarius season? Can you talk to us about? You know, I'm a Sagittarius. Lenore's on the cusp. So, what can you tell us about the season? What can we expect? What traits do Sagittarius? typically have well going back to what we're talking about with archetypes and myth that's why i was drawn to astrology as i was a child you know like i was just so fascinated by all these sort of archetypes and people and personality traits and things of that nature and i i, I love sagittarius energy so much because it's ruled by jupiter and jupiter is the planet of expansion and wisdom and spirituality and fortune and fame and wealth and so like it takes us into this new horizon, whether that's financially or emotionally or, or even through travel and things like that and academics, et cetera. So when I think about Sagittarius, we really think about someone that is adventurous at heart. And they are someone that may be, I would say, potentially impulsive or spontaneous. But the fact that they have those sort of traits allows them to experience more of what life has to offer rather than certain people who may not necessarily do that. And, you know, that's something that being able to pave, you know, and pioneer into a new horizon or, you know, go and explore. I think that's just such a beautiful thing to have. And, you know, obviously I could talk about astrology and all the different placements forever, but that's what I boil down to Sagittarius too. It's, it's a fire sign. It's mm -hmm. passionate. It's courageous. 
uh, you know, they're, they're very inspiring people, I feel like. And, and you, I mean, you've definitely done that so much. I mean, you're one of my favorite people and best friends on, on this planet. And, you know, I think I, when I think of you, you're always traveling, you're always taking adventures, you're willing to go out there and try something and see how to make it work and, and shoot for the stars. Uh, yeah, I'm, we have the ar- bow and arrow. Exactly. The, the, or the, the archer. archer. Or the archer. Right? Centaurs. Yeah, the centaurs. Right? Yeah. And well, that's yeah. the thing. The, yeah. the thing about that, that I love about the myth of the centaur with Sagittarius is that they their their lower half is primal. Mm. It's you know it's tied. No, it's serious. It's 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 oh, primal. We are primal. They're very animalistic. <laughs> They're very indulgent. They they want pleasure. They want all of these things. But the the higher part of them, fair enough, BB, is closer to the stars and so i didn't even think about it like that very that wide. is so... very, it's you know they're always that's what that's the thing about centers yeah. is they're always looking and thinking yeah. about the stars yeah 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 so i, I can yeah. relate i can really relate yeah. to that yeah you know and i've always loved travel and adventure yeah always you know uh, well you're I, so I love... emblematic of that lenore i mean you are i think you lean closer to sagittarius a but b <laughs> yes. Yes, although I do have some Scorpio traits like loyalty and sexuality, (laughs) you know, deep, passionate, deep passions, but, and also, um, you know, like, if you cross me, it's very hard for me to kind of forgive, which is something I'm working on. Well, (laughs) you know, but but talking about like placements, and we're not going to get into super detail for people because I mean that's not necessarily the most important thing, but like, we're actually like fire rising. We're both Aries rising. So even when people first meet me, they're like, Whoa, intense. Kyle's a lot. Kyle's fiery, but I'm a Taurus. And so that's one of the things that when we first met, I was like, Oh my God, we're like the same rising sign. And our birthdays are exactly 180 degrees apart. So there, (sighs) that's why it's like a mirror image sort of energy between us. And I think, I mean, I've, I, I I just love that about us yeah. because it's like it's yeah. that yin and yang sort of energy. Yeah. Well, and you know the energy you put out there, Kyle. So Lenore, you may or may not know this. I don't know if I told you this in San Diego, but Kyle was the one who was pushing me to do live events. And I was like, ah, I don't know. I want to stick to my podcast here. And he's like, no, you should do it. And that's how we started chatting and how wow. how we were able to get everything together for San Diego, which I mean, was an incredible experience. But then when we did our going rogue party, you two instantly, it's so funny because I saw it happen. You both just came to each other like magnets. Yeah. And seeing you two here, I just, I love seeing that vibe. And it's just, it's when you do good things and you put good vibes out there, everything becomes circular. And it's so, it's so emblematic right here, what we're talking about right now. Well, absolutely. And the connections between everybody, it's like, I was saying today to a friend in Nova Scotia who's who's got cancer, actually. And I was saying, you know, I had a dream about him the other night. And in the dream, uh, we were hugging and saying that we loved each other and forgave each other for stuff in the past. This is an ex-husband of mine. And uh, it was just a very beautiful, powerful dream. And I said, I've, I've got to call him. And then I found out he has cancer. So I called him from the rooftop tonight and we talked and I said, well, you know, you know, we'll always be connected. And we did. We said we love each other. We forgive each other for any of the pain we've caused each other in the past. It was a long time ago. 
And I said, you know, it's like, you know, a butterfly flaps their wings in the rainforest in Brazil and it can be felt on another shore. That's an old saying. We are all connected. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think it's so important to be kind and considerate and send out loving energy and light because we're all in this together. Lenore, because Rogue represents so much strength and a lot of outward strength, I'm curious, when you're thinking about forgiving someone and conquering those kinds of hurdles, how do you find the strength inside of you to overcome sort of past transgressions and and maybe some insecurities, especially something as complicated as an ex-husband? How do you how do you find that strength? I'm curious. To be honest, um, I find that meditation has helped a lot. Uh, I went for a two-week meditation retreat in England recently uh, to the middle of a forest in the middle of England. In uh, It's called Thornby in Northampton. And it was this old, beautiful old hunting lodge that's been turned into a meditation center by the Buddhists. And I meditated for two weeks and I did, <laughs> I did nothing I love but that. and go for walks in the country and talk about life and love and forgiveness and, you know, peace, peaceful being. That's peaceful. transformative. It was, it was fabulous. And I'm really glad that I finally had time to be able to do something like that mm-hmm. because you know, for 12 years, I've been in politics working 16-hour days, right? Like never stopping. You wake up in the morning, you go online, you're in meetings, you're writing speeches, you're doing things like kind of what you're doing now. <laughs> but, you know, she, right? she sees me working. I, I like when I when she was yeah. come, like planning to come, I was like, you, I work from like 8 a.m. until 8 p.m. like almost every day. And, and she was like, okay. And then she really understands it. Yeah. And I saw yeah. he's doing that. But it's like, yeah, I'm off right now. But that's the way I was when I was working. And I didn't take time to like properly take the time to meditate or even feed myself properly. I, I was really just work, 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 work. And now that I'm not doing that, and now that I'm back being an actor and doing the X-Men and doing movies and things like this, I have time off in between the gigs mm-hmm. and I'm taking care of myself. And I find that helps me then find that that peace of mind and acceptance so that I have the generosity of spirit to be able to go, okay, I need to forgive those who have hurt me and forgive myself for any of the stuff that I've ever done that I'm ashamed of, toxic shame. I have to be big enough to forgive and, you know, radical forgiveness. And it's, it is, it's very freeing. Well, I'm speechless right now because that I was know, absolutely beautiful. Like, like Lenore. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. no, I'm so glad we hit the record button on that. Because <laughs> that was, you. but I think radical oh, forgiveness. My. And I think, you know, I think a lot of people forget that you do have to accept error and toxicity and like sort of like the bad vibes you put out there yourself. And it, it, that doesn't make you weak acknowledging it. It, it. There almost seems to be this fallacy that just because you admit wrong, that that somehow shames you. No, there is so much strength in knowing you did something wrong and going past it. So absolutely. And to be honest, as somebody who's sober for 26 years, one of the tenets of sobriety 
is admitting when you're wrong and promptly admitting it, accepting your own error and ju of judgment or the way you treated somebody or the way that you 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 behaved and immediately um, promptly admitting it and asking for forgiveness. It, it really is helpful because then that way your resentments don't build up. And resentments are like wishing somebody else is swallowing poison while you're yeah. drinking from the chalice yourself. Yeah. You know? When resentment festers, I mean, you do have to dust out those webs. It's, it's really hard, but yeah. I could be talking about this all day with both of you. This is going to be a reoccurring segment on the podcast. We're going to have to do that, but looking ahead for 2023, I'm going to put you both on the spot. So <laughs> if you don't want to answer, it's fine. Let's let Kyle go first on that one. So. Yeah, Kyle, tell us about 2023. What do you think about 2023? What do you think we're going to see as a society? And what's going on with you personally? I know I, I know some things that are going on with you, but anything you can share? Yeah, well, I mean, we're going to see a lot of transitions that are taking place in 2023. So it's the beginning of a new era, very significantly. I mean, we've been building towards this since pretty much the end of 2020. And actually, before that even, because we had many different planetary alignments that took place that have not happened in very, very long periods of time. So, and that's one of the things that I love about astrology is you can chart it through history so you can make predictions. And that's what I'm, I feel like most, mostly known for. And so we knew that in 2020, like the society in itself was going to break down and we were going to see that there was going to be all of these you know, essentially very traumatic experiences that were happening on a global level. And I remember even writing, I was like, I think a lot of people are going to die. And, yeah. and, you know, did we know exactly it was going to be a complete pandemic? I don't know if anybody really did. But, you know, by looking back at the cycles, we knew that there were like, there were other past flus and that happened and on this time. So moving forward, we're going to have several different planets that are moving into new zodiac signs. So we even felt their energy for a very long time. Like Pluto takes 248 years to go around the sun. Okay. We still haven't fully understood everything that's going to happen with Pluto transits because we haven't gone through them in a modern society. And so that's going to, uh, March is the most pivotal moment of the entire year because uh, Pluto goes into Aquarius, Saturn goes into Pisces. And we're also seeing that, Jupiter in May is going to go into Taurus. So that's what I'm saying. There's going to be a lot of like new beginnings, new energies, and we're going to be really going through a lot of that as, as Leo. He's like, he's like cheering on, you know? <laughs> yes, um, Leo. So yeah, so that's a big sort of focus. I think that, you know, collectively we're going to have to work. I'm going to go get it. I'll be right back. You yeah. keep talking. We're going to have to collectively work on breaking down the systems Mm -hmm. in communities on a global level that are not working to support equality and support, you know, uh, I feel like the a more diversity of opinions. And that's not even just deal with like American politics. Like yeah. that's what's going to have to happen. And there's going to be redistribution, redistributions of wealth and all sorts of things of that nature. I think 2022 is much more challenging then 2023 will be and we're still yeah. going to see some economic changes because of the eclipses in Taurus and Scorpio but I do think it's a much better year so I really want to leave people on that I you know I could talk about this all day but I mean there is going to be you know a, a Venus retrograde in the summer so we are going to be having a lot of people from the past return to us whether they're old friends or their exes or whoever or be. they're 
X-Men 97 returning right? to us. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah, totally. So, That's so yeah. in the fall. Yeah, well, it's, so oh. the Venus retrograde takes place in July and in August, but it's going to kind of energetically be felt for about five months. So, yeah, everything comes in stages. So, yeah, I mean, I, that's kind of what I'm thinking about. If anybody wants free readings, you can check out my website. It's kylethomasastrology.com. I mean, I'm already working on my 2023 readings. They'll all be po- posted there for free. I mean, obviously, if someone wanted to have more intimate discussions of their charts, you would have to get a reading from me. But I still like to put a lot of out there because I want to help people and I want to heal people and I want to ultimately make the world a better place. So that's why I put so much content out there. Um, on a personal level, I mean, I, I feel like it's going to be a big opportunity for me to enter a new era. Uh, I imagine it's going to be one of the luckiest years of my entire life because of certain alignments. Same thing for Lenore. Uh, it's going to begin for me in March. For her, it begins in April because of where our charts are. So we're both going to be experiencing all these new beginnings, all these new exciting things. I'd love to fall in love again. I'd love to figure out like... You know, here, here. I, right, right. Yeah. You know, like I'd <laughs> yes. love to, Might you, be time. yeah, I, yeah. It, it is. And that it is, I mean, there's a lot of eclipses and things that are happening in both of our charts. So that's where we were actually talking about this this morning about like, it's, it's time for, you know, to fall in love again. It's time to open up into new relationships in both of our lives. But I have a lot of big, exciting projects in the media that I'd really like to see getting move, moving forward. I'm, you know, living in Hollywood, constant meetings, and she's an actress. She understands how that is. So it can take a long time for certain things to happen. But I do think that 2023 and 2024 are going to be really amazing for the both of us. And I'm not just saying that because I'm an optimist. I'm saying it because of my astrology. So in alignment. Yeah, finally, because I mean, we're we're in this place of stillness right now. And I mean, it's where you said something to me. And this is one of, my, one of my favorite things about astrology is that it doesn't matter if you believe in it. You don't have to believe in it. It's always working. And so that's what's always is going to make it consistently be active. And you were like, I feel like I'm like 2022 is this big chapter of like closure and healing the past and bringing the past back together. And Leo is just being a monster right now. Yes. What's oh Leo God. doing? <laughs> um, but, yeah. that, but you said that. Closures and new beginnings. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's what's happening astrologically to her. And yeah. she didn't even need to know that. Like, that's what's actually going on. So, yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> Lenore, what about 2023? Obviously, we have X-Men 97 coming. What 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 else do you have down the pipeline that you well, can talk about? So, as um, a Sagittarius, uh, I am going to be doing a lot of traveling yeah. in 2023. I've already started in 2022. Uh, but 2023, I'm going to be on the move because there are so many different Comic-Cons in so many different cities that really want the X-Men to come and visit and be part of the Comic-Con. So, uh, you know, I should be traveling to Chicago and New York, uh, Rhode Island, possibly, London, England, uh, Wales, Puerto Rico. Uh, There's a young woman who approached me who's going to be starting one in Puerto Rico. And they want to raise money for artists and bring attention to the LGBTQ2ISA plus community because they've been, it's been very difficult with all the different horrible tragedies of weather extremes there. And I said, I want to be there. I want to be supportive. Um, Also, I have a movie coming out. 
So my feature film, my first feature film in, in a while is called The Madones. I play Gladys Madone, and that will be coming out next year. Uh, also, I have a, a book. I've started writing a memoir called A Rogue's Tale, yes. uh, Adventures of an Uncanny X-Men. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. It's going to be my my journey so far. Uh, I've started writing it. I'm in chapter three now, and that will be coming out probably around next fall as well. And I have an album I've been working on, and that will be being released probably six months after the book. So it's it's going to be intense. There's a lot of creativity. I'm really enjoying getting back into writing. Um, when you've had a life that's encompassed as much as mine has with both the acting and then 12 years of politics and then back to acting again uh, with, you know, the, the great successes and the, the downfalls and the, the tragedies that have happened where you lose loved ones along the way or dealing with your um, emotional and, and uh, mental health issues and also uh, substance abuse. Yeah. These are things that, you know, I think a lot of people can relate to. And I'm going to be covering all of that stuff. So it's going to be very healing in a way to be doing this as well, to be writing the book. But stay tuned. And da-da-da. Uh, Da-da-da. <laughs> All right, folks at home, you heard them say their Instagram handles before. We have Lenore Zan at Lenore Zan on Instagram and Twitter. And we have Kyle Thomas at Mr. Kyle Thomas on Instagram and Twitter. Hit up their websites. They have a lot of exciting stuff coming up. You know we regram them all the time. So I apologize for the next month. It's all going to be Lenore and Kyle <laughs> on the power of X-Men. Insta page. Yes. Thank you for having us. We love you so much. And honestly, you are you are an icon in your own regard because you're really building a community that yeah. I think a lot oh, of people thank need. You. Yeah. And your content I'm, is just awesome. Yeah. We were just saying I love yeah, it. it's so good. Well, I'm excited for the content we're doing, Kyle, at the New York Post. And we're yeah. going to be doing a big comic news for 2023. And that's going to be coming yeah. out. And we have Guardians. We have Sailor Moon. We have a lot of great stuff coming down the pipeline, which we're excited yeah. for. You're such a wonderful, you have been such a wonderful friend. Both of you have been so incredible. Thank you guys for being on the podcast today. It's so great to be here. Love y'all. Love y'all. Well, thanks, sugar. The age of apocalypse is now over, and we'll see you next time. The age of apocalypse is over. For now. <laughs>